Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. This story takes place during a bitter winter in the late 90s. At the time, I found myself navigating the treacheries of high school life. It was a somber season, and the night was much of the same. A relentless storm had unleashed its fury upon our town. I found myself doing a school assignment in the spare bedroom of our house, where an antiquated computer stood as my sole companion. Little did I know that within those four walls, a chilling chapter of my life would unfold. As the rain battered against the window, I sat hunched over the keyboard, diligently typing the final lines of a rather mundane book report. The atmosphere inside the room was heavy, filled with an unsettling silence, broken only by the pitter-patter of raindrops and the rhythmic clatter of my keystrokes. Outside of the single window in this room, the world appeared cloaked in darkness, our typically calm and tranquil backyard, obscured by a veil of relentless downpour. In a fleeting moment, my mother entered the room. Her presence was a brief break from the intensity of the storm. She gazed out into the night, her eyes fixed upon the storm that unfolded beyond the fragile barrier of our window. A sense of foreboding tinged her voice as she reminded me of the late hour and urged me to wrap up for the night. I acknowledged her request, and with the completion of my laborious task, I began to shut down the computer. But as my fingers reached for the power button, a strange movement beyond the window caught my attention. My initial thought was that a stray cat had sought shelter from the rain. Its drenched figure served as a pitiful testament to the fury of the storm itself. However, as I peered closer, I had the feeling of dread park itself right in the center of my stomach. There. In the murky darkness, emerged a figure that defied all logical explanation. There was a man, tall and lanky, but with a mask covering most of his features. He stared back at me with eyes that seemed to penetrate my soul, and terror gripped my heart like icy talons as a blood-curdling scream left my throat, shattering what was once the stifling silence of the room. In an instant, I recoiled. My body propelled backward in a desperate bid to distance myself from the terrifying gaze that had locked onto my vulnerable form. My chair toppled over, its impact accentuated by the sound of my fear-stricken voice. My parents, who were alarmed by the commotion, surged into the room, their faces etched with a mix of concern and confusion. My father was the first to realize what was happening, and he wasted no time. Determination etched upon his face as he stormed out into the raging night. Through the downpour, he ventured into the shadows of our backyard, guided by a tenacious pursuit to unmask the intruder who had violated our privacy. And it was there, in our backyard, that he discovered some evidence. A trail of bicycle tracks leading away from our property and vanishing into the night. A chill raced down my spine as I began to put two and two together. The trespasser had not only infiltrated our backyard to peek through a single window, 
but it also possessed an intimate familiarity with the layout of our home and backyard. The realization struck with unrelenting force. This was far from a chance encounter. How many times had this pervy prowler peaked undetected? His unwelcome presence a sinister secret lurking in the shadows. The idea that my mother had stood at that very window a mere five minutes prior just amplified this horror. Plunged my fragile psyche into an abyss of paranoia. I think I slept on my parents' bedroom floor for a month after this. I know this might sound rather inconsequential, but until you have someone watching you with unknown intentions, don't be so quick to dismiss the creepiness of it all. I still have an intense fear of darkness to this very day, and I'm more than a quarter century removed from this fateful night. This happened to me years ago, when I was around 19, maybe 20, and I worked retail part-time at the mall. I was at closing shift that night and left around 10.30pm to head home. I often took the inside streets versus the freeway, which included a small stretch of back road that was usually pretty empty, especially during that time of night. This particular evening, I noticed the car about 10 minutes into my 30 minute drive home, heading the same way as me, but I didn't think much of it. As we're approaching the stretch of back road that's usually deserted at that time, the driver behind me begins flashing their high beams, slowing down and speeding up while tailgating me. I remember feeling panicked that they might even hit my car. Eventually, the car pulls up beside me and now I can see a middle-aged man who's pointing towards the back of my car and then motioning for me to roll my window down. I roll it down about halfway and I hear him say something about have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast about how my tire looks like it's flattening and I'm going to damage the rim if I don't pull over soon. I tell him that I don't know how to change a tire, but I'm not too far from home, so I should be fine. Although he's pretty insistent about how it'll only take a few moments and he'd be happy to help with the task. I know something is off because my car seems to be driving just fine. I politely say that I'm fine, but thanks anyway, and roll up my window. He drives next to me for what feels like forever, but it couldn't have been more than another minute or so. At this point, something feels so off that I'm even afraid to physically look in his direction. I focus on the road the best that I can, and eventually he slows down before moving behind me once again. After a few minutes, we reach a more populated and well-lit part of town, and I see him promptly make a U-turn. I get home and take a look, just to see that my tire is absolutely fine. I have no idea if he followed me from the mall or what that man's intentions were, but I think it's safe to say that they weren't anything good. I even had my dad check all my tires the next morning, including the tire pressure, and everything was within the normal range. I still think of this night from time to time, 
and it makes me nauseous to think about how different things might be today if I had decided to pull over that night. Back when I was 19, I used to tutor my 11-year-old neighbor for about a year in various school subjects. She was being raised by her bedridden aunt, who happened to ask me if I would be able to tutor her niece, who was struggling academically at the time. Me not knowing how to say no at that young age, I agreed to help. After helping the young lady and giving her many tips on how to study and improve her grades, we saw no need to continue the tutoring. Fast forward two years later, I had just given birth to my daughter six months prior. Around the same time, my cat had gone missing. Me being the cat lady that I am, I hung up several flyers around my neighborhood stating his description, the day he went missing, and a reward if he were to be returned to me. After posting up my last flyer, I noticed it was getting dark and decided to walk down the alleyway to go through my back door for it was the shortest way to my house from where I was. Upon being only six houses down from mine, I noticed a man in my periphery come up on my left and quickly turn around. He was short, kinda pudgy, and definitely staring at me. I greeted him with a hi. He said hello. What are you out here doing? I told him that I was looking for my missing cat and that I had been posting flyers around all day. Oh he says. Say, can I take you out for lunch sometime? Number one, this man was far from my type. Plus, I had just gotten out of a bad relationship after having my baby, so I really wasn't interested in even looking at men at this time. Also, my cat was missing, and that was really all I could think about. I found it kind of inconsiderate of him to try to use that moment as a way to come on to me. However, the most alarming part about this interaction no matter how many times I politely declined, was his unrelenting gaze as he was talking to me. It literally felt like he was undressing me with his eyes. At that time, I had never felt so uncomfortable in my entire life. I had never even felt a man look at me that way before. The sky was growing even darker with each passing moment. I almost felt like he might try to snatch me. I was terrified and just when I thought things might take a turn for the worst, I heard my mother shouting my name out the back window. I immediately yelled back in reply and sprinted back to the house. I told her about the encounter that I had just had and she was absolutely livid. The last thing she said about that situation was, stay away from that man. Something doesn't seem right with him. This was something that she definitely didn't have to tell me because the first few seconds of that encounter told me everything that I needed to know. From that point on, I took heed to my mother's words and my own gut feelings. But unfortunately, I wasn't the only person that this man attempted to prey upon. Remember my 11-year-old neighbor? Being as though her aunt was bedridden, as I previously stated, her only way of getting to school was by catching a ride with one of her aunt's friends. The person typically tasked with taking the girl to school wasn't able to one day. So the aunt had to ask this creepy dude, who was apparently another friend of the family. Little did the aunt know, this creep wouldn't even take her niece to school. Instead, he took her to his house, where he essayed her repeatedly. 
for the entire day that she was supposed to be in school. After hearing this story, I was completely shaken. And honestly, looking back on all of this, I can't help but think of what could have happened to me had my mother not hollered my name out the window when she did. While I personally never saw that man again, the image of him and his gaze are burned into my memory forever. And my heart still aches to this day for my little neighbor. Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.